So we got sports, sports, a little bit more sports, and then definitely a lot more sports. So that's everything that you can expect to hear about in today's episode with Jovan, but really took us on a deeper dive into his journey into the industry. From how he was able to amass over 10 years of experience to even how Total Sports Live, his now website, got its start. He even recalls back in 2014 to 2016, that two year period of applying for over 200 jobs, 200 jobs. And for those of y'all who know about the job process and application process, it can be very humbling, discouraging, everything of the sort. But on top of securing that spot, securing that bag, working his way up, setting that foundation to really be able to do what he is today. But he would be remiss if he didn't pay homage, respect, and appreciation to all those who were able to support him, from friends to family to his girlfriend at the time to now his wife. Total Sports Live is covering all things Philadelphia sports. There is nothing that they shy away from. And he even gives some insight as to some of the leagues and different arenas that they'll be looking to get into as time progresses. So to all my Philadelphians, I won't talk bad about the Eagles anymore because my Giants are not where we need to be. But what I want everyone to do, enjoy episode 161, The Journalism Journey. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Down to Business podcast. Man, big Big, big shout out to two people for this one. I'm going to shout out my cousin, my brother, my, my dog, DJ, man. He just, he's made a few things work for me, man, from from linking me with uh, Ted Lotto to linking me now with Javon, who I'm sitting down with, to he even just texted me. He said he got some more people for me. So I, I'm going to have to bring him on as like a co-host or like a sponsor part-time, something like that. But I want to give another big shout out to my boy, Kyler Watson, man. So we went to grad school together, somebody who I actually saw reposting a lot of content and doing different interviews and podcasts, and he's in the sports niche itself so i was actually able to kind of inadvertently meet javon kind of like through just social media more so but we were able to kind of chop it up and realize that it is indeed a small world but i'm very excited to get into this conversation one just because obviously i love all things sports y'all didn't even know we were talking about sports today but now y'all do but two just because like we're going to get into some sports betting things we're going to get into some different things and sports betting is actually illegal down here in florida so i was very hurt when i realized that i actually had to send my boys some money and stuff like that they were placing some bets for me on the fan rules and the draft things and all of that because eventually they got my location and i just wasn't able to do it anymore but nonetheless always excited for content always excited to connect with somebody new so bro how you doing today how's everything on your end I'm doing good, man. Glad to be on the glad to be on the show. Like you said, your cousin, you know, told me a lot of great things about the pod and everything you've been doing on your end. So, you know, glad to come on and you know to chop it Absolutely. up with you. Well, I'm glad that he's I'm glad that he's spreading a positive message for the pod, man. I'm glad he's giving us some good rapport out there. But all right, so I know that as reluctant as I am to say this, we're we're gonna have to talk some Philly sports today. Um, I know that we're gonna get them. <laughs> your side i know that we're going to get some people from my side i know we're going to have some people far and a few between um and i know we're going to have some newcomers along the way some people who probably know either neither one of us but have definitely just come across the content in some way so can you one just tell us a little bit about yourself and then can you two just tell us what brings you on the down to business podcast today yeah no for sure i'm um jovan alford i'm currently a content producer at uh, sport news i've been in sports journalism for years now, over a decade. It's been a minute. Uh, Philadelphia born and raised. Uh, yeah, Philadelphia sports fan through and through, which, like you said, <laughs> like we talk before the show, this is not the not the greatest of things since you're a New York fan. But, yeah, you know, just here on the pod, you know, chop it up, talk about, you know, sports, you know, things I've been, you know, doing and the, the ever-changing just sports journalism filled in industry, sports media in general, just a crazy industry. Absolutely. Without a doubt. So we'll definitely get into that. I'm so glad you said that about the industry. But all right. So you said over a decade that you've really been doing what you're doing. So let's even take it back a little further than that. Where did this really start? Where did the interest in sports come from? Was this something you grew up doing? Did you see other people doing it? Siblings, people older than you? Where really did you get your start into the sports world? Sports, man. Sports has been probably a part of my life since... Uh, since as long as I can remember, probably like since I was like five, just, you know, my mom, you know, she's like a big sports fan. Like, I think that's where I get my passion from when it comes to sports. Like, she's the biggest like four for four, you know, sports fan. Minus the hockey, but she'll watch, right? She'll watch. But, you know, she was a huge, you know, she still is, you know, a huge influence, you know, in my life and, you know, with sports and everything. And, 
you know, for me, that's where kind of like my love for sports happens, especially for, you know, being in Philadelphia, you know, loving the sports teams, the Eagles, the Phillies, Sixers, even when they're good, even when they're bad, you still got you still got love for them. So, it, you know, it started there. And then for me, it just kind of took off. You know, I used to when I was younger, I used to, you know, still watch the NFL draft. But when I was younger, I would just watch the NFL draft and I would just have like my notebook and I'll just start like writing down like prospects and players like, Oh, I'm following this guy. I'm following that guy. Or, you know, I'm doing my own, you know, little mock drafts and things like that. So it kind of like started like off there and then, yeah, we can get more into it. But that's where, that's where my love started from back when I was probably like, probably like five, but who knows? Probably started when I was younger than that. And I just don't remember. I love that though. You were even doing some making your own, like you said, simulations and just predictions. Mm-hmm. I feel like to, to be so young, and to have an interest, you know, most of the time it's just us loving what we do or just wanting to watch it or want right. to see it. And sometimes not even understanding, but the fact that you even took it a step further and with a little bit more in depth, I love that. All right. So now moving forward, kind of fast forwarding a little bit to where you are now. So how did you really, a decade in now, a decade in with this company, with just being in, obviously over a decade in sports, but more so with this company. So how did you, one, really get your start and then two, Walk me through these last 10 years. Like, I make a long story long, make a long story short, however, but give me that, give me that start <laughs> to where you are now along that journey. Yeah, so start, pro- I would probably say it started, um, probably say it started in college. In college, I, w- I went to LaSalle. Uh, so I went to school for uh, communications, but we had to double track in something mass media and then like i just so happily my advisor was like hey you're like taking classes in journalism so you should like probably pick that up and i was like all right sure i guess because you know i didn't want to do the you know the the marketing thing for me and pr just for me it seemed like it was my type of you know just my type of vibe so i was like sure i'll take some journalism classes and like kind of see what happens from there and you know from there I, you know, grew a love, you know, for sports writing, just I didn't do like student paper or nothing like that. I did a lot of uh, I did a lot of sports radio, so student radio. So I had like my own radio show. And then on top of that, I was also calling games. I was doing like LaSalle men's basketball, women's basketball, baseball was like a member at the station and became like general manager like my last year, which was kind of pretty cool working my way from like being there freshman year all the way to senior year. Uh, And then I want to say like around that 2011 ish time is when I started, you know, thinking about like, okay, I can potentially start like maybe create my own outlet because 2011, that's like the time of like where sports blogs are like really heavy. Like we're talking like the SB nations of the world, you know, um, fan sided, I think was still up and coming, but it was still like, was very burgeoning. And for me, I was like, I was writing for those like type of outlets, right? So I was like contributing, like doing stuff at like fan sided, and I was contributing, you know, doing like stuff for like SB Nation here and there, like more so like a commoner, like on the message board type things. Uh, and then I just decided, like, might as well just start my like my own website. So from there, I just you know created my own website on like this basic like Google like blogger platform. It was like super basic. It was just it was just enough to just put something on the screen and like throw some pictures on it and just like boom, let's see what happens from there. I wasn't worried about like analytics or numbers like that. It was just like, no, I just wanna write, talk sports and boom, let's see what happened. And, you know, from there it just kinda like took everything just kinda took a life of its own. Like I was still like doing like other work from other websites, but I really started becoming comfortable with my own voice and with writing. And I think, you know, being able to have my own site really helped, you know, I'd had, you know, not only myself doing it, but I had like friends join in, like my, one of my friends from like high school, like he came, he came aboard and, you know, he's been kind of like, he's been like with, with it, like ever since, like, so since like 2011, 2012, like he's been like, part of like every stage of like the evolution with totalsportslive.com and then you know uh your cousin he you know he wrote he wrote a little something here and there and you know he still talks he still talks all his ray allen posts till this day talking about talking about i got x amount of views on his ray allen post and i was like yeah you did so he he contribute uh my uh my now wife uh she's my girlfriend at the time she created the uh my first logo for the website so she did that so it was kind of like really like a homegrown like fun operation like i had 
at that time, like I said, I'm in college, so I have like my brother, like he's not really, he wasn't, wasn't in the sports, but he was like, yeah, I'll write some soccer stuff because the union had just started, so he was joining. Then, you know, Daryl was joining. Then, like I said, I had friends from high school and people from Twitter. So it was like really, you know, fun operation and, you know, just really having fun, you know, just being just people that just enjoy sports, talking sports, right? It was a Philadelphia sports-centric you know, outlet, but it was still like, we can just talk about whatever and do whatever. And then from there, as the, you know, the site kept growing and things like that, I kept on, you know, adding people. So I want to say like two, three years, four years into the fold, you know, created like an internship where it was just like reaching out to like young, young students just to provide them opportunity. Like it was just so hard. And me, knowing me going through school, I was like, yeah, like, I don't think I'm gonna be able to like, pay people but if i can provide someone an opportunity just to get their feet wet and kind of like you know get an opportunity maybe something will happen and thankfully you know those people have you know gone on to do some great things you know since it's always incredible to see so i've been doing that and then eventually i got graduated out of school 2014 didn't get my first job in journalism until like 2016 so for about two years i'm applying for jobs I still, I don't got it with me, but I still have like a list of like 200 jobs that I applied through for like two years that I kept written down uh, and landed my first job after, I think cause I was working in retail, I was working at like Raleigh House, which is like almost like Model. So it was like one of those type of stores. So I was working there and then landed an opportunity at the Philadelphia Tribune, which is the oldest African-American newspaper in the country. So I got there 2016, got my feet wet, you know, came on as a web coordinator, which is kind of like a real like wide open type of term because like you can you're focusing on the web on the website but for me like i'm so thankful for that opportunity because it opened i who knew it would open up so many doors for me like my job obviously was just to maintain the website you know keep it updated throw some stuff on there from like the ap wire scene and wire like do all that good stuff social media but then it just like took off in life of its own where i was like hey can i like write sports like here and there and he's like yeah sure like so i was able to write sports I think the first story i wrote was like i want to think it was like i think it was joel and bead's like debut against the thunder so i wrote a story about that and then wrote an eagle story about wendell smallwood or something like that and like i said my wife who's in there, who was my girlfriend back then she had got it framed and everything so i was doing that and then I want to say 2016, 2017 came around, still at the Tribune, started really getting to more sports. So, like, really putting a lot of things on my plate, talking about, you know, like handling the sports pages for the actual paper and, you know, working with an esteemed, you know, sports writer who's in two Hall of Fames and Don Hunt. You know, he's been a huge help for me and, you know, and was a huge help for me then and he is now. Uh, he was, a, you know, working with him, just learning the ins and outs of not only just, you know, Philadelphia pro sports, but learning about, you know, the rich history of like Philadelphia, like high school sports, basketball, football, and even HBCUs, like the Tribune's like very big in the HBCUs and HBCU sports. So learning a lot about those and like really getting interested, intrigued with it, you know, was really cool. 2017 when the draft was in Philly we covered that so that was like probably one of the biggest moments for me like ever like being able to cover the cover the NFL draft you know for a big outlet and then I left there 2018 uh, moved on to the Philadelphia Metro where I became you know a sports editor which for me in my eyes and it still is to this day was like the pinnacle for me it's like I reached my goal of what I wanted to do and Got there uh, was at the Metro for about a year and a half. I want to say a year and a half, almost. Well, a year and a half. It's, it's been a long time. So I was there for about 10 months to a year, I feel like. And then uh, Unserum, we all, a lot of us got laid off because, again, instability in the market and just everything happening. So I was unemployed uh, for about a year, which was rough. I'm just trying to get my foot in their feet going and then landed into sports betting in 2020 i landed in sports betting and fantasy at uh at DraftKings nation so that was you know pretty cool i didn't to be honest with you before then i had never betted on anything in my life then i knew a sports betting but again it wasn't really popular as it is now like we're talking 2020 2021 wasn't as super popular as it is now so you know working there really helped me get a firm grasp on you know 
writing about a lot of fan writing about fantasy football, you know, fantasy basketball, DFS for baseball, football, basketball. Like get my hands into everything, which, you know, kinda helped me when I moved on, you know, to the sporting news, which is another, you know, long standing company in like the sports world. And here, you know, just being a content producer, you know, for just sports betting. So now it's now and my scope is like focusing more heavily down on the sports betting. So that's like the long, short ish, you know, story. Like I said, I could go into more details about a lot of the different styles, but that's like the shorthanded version of it. You, you, you taught me some things just now. Well, one, I didn't know DJ had an article, so I'm, I'm going to need to come across that Ray Allen. Yeah. That, <laughs> that in my email ASAP. But no, man, I, I'm really, as somebody who, went to undergrad and studied communication. And I also, uh, my concentration was journalism. I, I didn't really like the PR route. It was interpersonal. And then there was another one that just kind of threw me off just a little bit. But then going to Syracuse, getting my master's broadcasting digital and sports mm-hmm. communication, I can definitely attest to what you said coming out of school, applying for those jobs and just not getting anything. And mine, my, I, I was, yep. my story is a little bit different in two ways. One, I probably didn't hit 200. I was probably very close to 200, but I didn't <laughs> hit 200. But mine too was also during the pandemic. So it was even once oh, the yeah. those job offers, jobs couldn't bring you in or jobs couldn't hire you. I had a couple offers rescinded just because they couldn't do new hires. But I say all of that mm-hmm. to attest to him, people that yes, this industry, sports, news, whatever way you take it, just media in general, it is very expansive, but it is also also very like specific and I would I say that to say that a lot of times we have goals and we have you hear even how Javon just went through his whole story and it wasn't really until the latter half of his career that he really got to that editor for him like he said that was the pinnacle that was something that he was looking to do that's what he wanted to do but you have to think about everything that he did building up to that humbling moments interns really starting a website just for fun but having the uh, great community around him to be able to keep it in house because we often hear that Sometimes, well, one, just doing it as a one-man band is very difficult. But two, when you bring people in and everybody may not have the best interest in mind, um, personalities could clash, conflicts of interest, everything of the sort. But the fact that you had such a supportive group of people around you, from your girlfriend then to now wife, to DJ, to friends, to brother, who even his sports expertise wasn't that high, but he'll write some (laughs) articles for you. So anything to really get things going. But also something I heard you say was that you weren't really concerned about the analytics. You weren't really concerned about the numbers, the views, the visits, the shares. This was fun for you. This was a passion. And I, I, I love to hear that because a lot of times that's really how things start. That's really how these household names and things become. They don't come into this just, yo, I need a get rich quick scheme. I need to go viral. I need a one hit wonder. You know, if, if right. you could really be here today, gone tomorrow. But the fact that you love mm-hmm. like that day after day after day, you put that energy and you put that time in and made it happen and had to move through different places, had to move in different spaces, had to take different roles, had to be oftentimes maybe doing something that you didn't want to do necessarily or having a title you didn't necessarily like. But that's so real. Something that really humbled me about grad school was that I really came to grad school thinking, okay, I want to be a sports reporter. I'm going to be your next Stephen A. I'm going to be your next Shannon Sharp. I'm going to take some of these news classes. We'll figure it out. But my course is sports. Man, right. I wasn't so, man, sport. They treated sports <laughs> like an elective in that Syracuse program. It was news, 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 news. It was like, yep. you're not going to touch anywhere near sports if you can't report the news. And for me here, yeah. I got, I took that personal, but as mm-hmm. I really started to get in, as I really started to learn, report these stories, do different things, write different stuff, talk to different people. I'm like, news is, is so hard, but it made the sports just that much easier. And it was just like, wow, yeah. I never really realized the translation and what it really takes to get into that. But also then mm-hmm. how, once you get into these industries and these niches, we, we listen to Stephen A's story, how he started as a beat writer, really bottom of the totem pole. And now he had to work his way up. And a lot of people only see the end of the journey, only see him on the yep. shows now and in different places, but didn't realize that there's a totem pole that you really have to climb. And especially within mm-hmm. media, even if you know people, the credentials don't speak for themselves. Those reels are going to speak for themselves. Those portfolios speak for themselves. Those resumes and those cover letters speak for themselves. So I yep. love to hear that even through everything, you were still able to keep eyes on the prize, still able to keep that tunnel vision, still able to get where you are right now to really make that happen. But I also love that you were able to gain so much different experience. And I think that that goes to just show the importance of versatility, the importance of if you were just stuck with what you what you were so set on and what you were so gung-ho on, it may have taken you more years to really get to where you are. You may not even yep. be in the position that you are today. But the fact that you moved around a little bit, you took the experience here, you even tried to bless it and pay it forward to other people by giving internship opportunities and everything of the sort, that says just a lot about you and the character. So now, Total Sports Live. So somebody visiting this website, somebody coming across this 
page and everything, what can they expect? I understand that it's all things Philly sports, but are these like, is this just like a blog page? Are these articles? I know you talked a little bit about sports, but if you guys give information on things, what does really total sports look like from top to bottom on daily operations? Yeah, no, Total Sports Live is pretty much, like you said, it's like the home for all Philadelphia sports. So we do like mix in like some different things time to time, you know, anytime there's like some, you know, trending news, you know, something big in the sports world, you got to sprinkle that in a little bit. But yeah, it's the it's the home of, you know, just Philly sports and, you know, mixing in and again, you know, for me, even like I said, creating it and then like as the years progressed for me, it was just, like I said, just giving people opportunities and even giving myself opportunities because like before I even, you know, got at the Tribune and, you know, at the Metro covering games, I really was able to cover games and stuff through my own outlet. Like I was out here doing it, you know, covering and like not the most glamorous stuff right i'm covering like arena football like and a lot of people not going to sit here and be like man i don't get it. i don't want to i don't want to cover no arena football like that ain't that ain't the sixers they ain't the eagles you know that ain't the giants like i want to be there but it's like go looking back on it that experience helped me so much because i kind of knew how to conduct myself like i'm I'm doing this like 2013, 2014. Like I learned how to conduct myself, like coming in, being on time, you know, making sure that you, you know, you're dressed, you know, like how reporters are dressed, you know, making sure you're doing, you know, those things and, you know, making sure that, you know, you're following like the proper media decorum, you know, knowing how to conduct yourself in a press conference, you know, being in those media scrums, like all those things. Right. Uh, I say all of that to say, you know, that's what kind of, you know, help total sports live, you know, being able to, you know, cover things that a lot of people wouldn't cover. Right. Like arena football, Philadelphia soul, um, Mad and you know, I had other, you know, mad other staff writer, uh, Curtis at the time. You know, they were covering like uh, Temple, Temple, uh, Temple football. Like, we're talking about when Temple football was good, we're talking like PJ Walker, like that era, like covering them. Uh, remember me, um, my wife, who was my girlfriend back then, she was she was with me when we covered the look. I think it was like national, like the NCAA lacrosse championships down at the link. That was my first time ever at the link as like a fan or just like as whatever like being there like in that atmosphere so you know being able to cover that and then you know like i said being able for others to go cover you know things like my my you know best friend harrison you know being able to you know to have him you know now you know being able to you know cover like you pin football like covering those small like niche things like that people don't think you know want not 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 want but covering those sports and teams that necessarily you don't think like like need the sports coverage but they they love that sports coverage just because it's like hey we're still like we're still a sports team here and there too so i think for us after we kind of found our niche at early like hey man we're at the philadelphia soul games all the time like we're down at upenn like last football season we're down a couple football seasons you know down at upenn like we're going to temple pro days like we're doing like we're doing like those little things because a lot of outlets don't have necessarily a lot of time or even the people to dedicate to, you know, those things. So for me, Total Sports Live is just like a microcosm of that, right? Like if we can honestly, like if we write, if we write about like the Philadelphia soul, whenever they do come back, right. Or we write about like the Philadelphia stars in the USFL, like to me, that means more than, you know, writing, you know, a trade rumor story on like the Sixers or the Eagles. Cause everybody's doing it right. Everybody's, you know, covering the, covering the same thing. And then, you know, us adding, you know, onto the site, I want to say, because the site just got redone last year. Um, us adding, you know, sports betting and DFS because obviously DFS fantasy, that stuff is, you know, it's the way of the sports landscape now. There's no such thing as just a general sports writer. Like, you got to know about DFS and you got to learn about sports betting and, you know, being able to add that and, you know, add a, and being able to add another, you know, great writer to a uh, young kid. I think he was. I think he's going into a sophomore year. I think he might be in a sophomore year that, you know, that me and Harrison's friend, you know, he hooked us up and, you know, told us like, hey, yo, this kid like Rowan, he could be, you know, he ventures sports and, you know, fantasy. And, you know, we was like, all right, sure. Like we bring him aboard, you know, again, for me, just providing the outlet for people just to write about what they want to write about and let them just, you know, do what they want to do and just have fun with it. And for him, you know, having him, you know, not only provide us a presence with fantasy sports, you know, fantasy football, but for him to get those reps and be like, all right, like I'm getting these reps. Like I'm writing, 
Like, and I'm the type of person where I'm like kind of more hands off. Like, I don't care what you write. Just like, I want you to do you. Like, do you have fun? And for him, he was like, yeah, I'm going to write like a, a, a you know, a weekly waiver report. He was like, all right, say no more. Like, do you. And he did him, had his players, had his stats. Like, he was just killing it. And now I think he's doing like some stuff, you know, over at Fantasy Pros too. So, for again, like, it's just that's what Total Sports Live is, right? It's Philadelphia sports, a little bit of everything, DFS, fantasy, just it's a, it's a whole bunch of stuff. And then we have the podcast on the side of that, too, that we've been doing for X amount of years, too. So it's been fun. Yeah, y'all may hear him talking like, yo, this dude can just go like he, he good. He ain't never ain't nothing because he got his own podcast. He know how to talk. You know what's going on, y'all. But now nah, something that Total Sports Live, as you're talking about it, as you're explaining it, as you're really giving the mission and the mantra behind it, it really makes me think back to grad school. Once again, we were, me and uh, two other ladies, big shout out to Kayla and big shout out to Isis. We were a part of something called the Women's Sports Update. So every week we were pretty much air a show where we sat down with each other, kind of like round table style, mm-hmm. and really just talked about highlights, all women's sports from lacrosse to field hockey, to volleyball to basketball too. And it was just, for me, it was just amazing because like you said, it was things that people were not doing. Anybody could talk about the men's basketball team. Anybody could talk about talk- about the football team, right? <laughs> but who's really talking about the women? And they were competing. When I tell you I'm at some of these games watching, I'm like, yo, like, nobody's covering this. Where are all the fans? Like, where are the people? And I, I got front row seats. And I'm like, we're talking about this. We're passionate. We're hearing people. And eventually the show really just started to grow because it was something, one, unexplored. But two, yep. it was it was good content. So mm-hmm. I, I love to hear that about y'all, how y'all dibble and dabble in a little bit of everything. Because like you said, everybody could go to the mainstream. Everybody could get those headlines and report on everything. It's, it's nothing like scrolling the page. And you see ESPN. And you see Bleacher Report. <laughs> yeah. You see, you see the... Um, bar stool and then you see we keep going they're all saying the same thing just flip yeah, three words yeah different picture different graphics like wow like y'all all got the news that so what else is going on like what else is happening and you can really tell where other sites and other places they're so explorative so the fact that y'all have so much creative control over there i love it and i think it even breeds and speaks to the content that y'all put out y'all not yes while everybody wants to hear about the philly sports the big stories what else is going on what else are some things that i could learn or i could scroll or i could even kind of whoa I had no idea that's going on. That's the kind of things that when we were giving this show and talking about different things, we were like, some people don't even know the names of these players. Some people don't even know where they play. Some people don't even know how many games they play. Mm-hmm. Who is who? Look at these prospects. Everything. They're getting looked at going to the league just the same. So I love that y'all are highlighting so many untouched and untapped into niches and industries. So I want to even now take it a step further. So with everything that Total Sports does right now, with everything that y'all have done with everything that even y'all are probably in talks of right now without really spoiling anything or without giving away too much. Is there any Avenue that y'all haven't tapped into yet that y'all that is in the works as we kind of continue to move through this year and almost get to the end? Is there anything that y'all are thinking of maybe debuting anything that y'all want to bring any feedback that y'all might have even got from like y'all audience or y'all viewership that y'all are heavily considering changing or, or adding to? Um, I think for, I think for us, you know, uh, we, I think for us, um, we're trying. I think we want to. We're definitely. If if the Arena Football League does come back, I think that's something we're going to get back into because, like, beyond beyond you know, contrary, you know, when Arena Football was really heavy, like late you know, 2010 era, we were doing it heavy. Like my guy Harrison Brown. Like you want to talk about like. I lean on him, right? He's younger than me. Like, I met Harrison when I was in 2013. He had to be, like, 11, 12, 13 years old, like, covering sports. Like, like he's been doing it, like, as long as I am me, but at, like, a super younger age. So, I think we want to get back into, you know, covering arena football if it does come back. Because he, you know, we had our own, like, obviously we had, like, our own, like, we had TotalSportsLive.com. And back in the day, we used to, like have like arena football like free agents tracker when like free agency was going on because nobody again nobody else is like thinking about this stuff but it was like so cool because like people were like hitting us up on like twitter and this is like when twitter was like first happening like yo like y'all only people that's like doing this stuff and it was like all right cool and then we just you know decided like hey we're going to like podcast about the league and like for us that like opened up so many different avenues especially because of harrison like he you know, is so connected with guys and players and stuff in the league that we were getting like, we were getting like guys coming on, you know, talking about, you know, talking about, you know, this week's game. Like we've had like 
a lot of people like we had like Warren Smith on who's like an indoor football quarterback, you know, legend in my eyes just because how long he's been playing and been doing it at a high level. We had Donovan Morgan on the pod, which was that was a funny episode because like there was some stuff going on with like the organization he was on and somehow like our podcast like got back to like the head coach or something like that. So it was like we were like low key like making like little head waves and things like that. And we were having fun doing it because not because we were reporting on the league, because we were like we're fans of the league, like we're fans of the sport. So I think for us, you know, that's definitely I think something that we're gonna, you know, get back into again. If they come back, you know, obviously they throwing it out there like, hey, we're coming back, just don't know when. Like if they come back, definitely expect us, you know, to definitely have a footprint in it. You know, we'll bring we'll bring back our high motion podcast, which we call it because in arena football, there's always someone running in motion. So that's the high man in motion. So we'll definitely be hopefully bringing bringing that we'll definitely be bringing that back uh soon. And then that's that's probably the only thing off the top of my head I can really think about and just continuing just to grow. It's so again, it's so hard um so hard running a site or just you know having a podcast thing like that like because you're always trying to find ways you know to be creative not do what everybody else is doing but still having fun with at the end of the day right so we're still gonna be you know pumping out you know podcasts as we especially as we get closer you know to fancy football season me uh harrison and our other friend keaton uh, last year, we decided that we were doing that we were going to do just a fancy football po- podcast every week. So, like once a week, we all got together on like Streamyard and just chopped it up, talk about fantasy, anytime touchdown plays, and like we were having fun when it was us again. It just came out it, organically. It just like happened. Like we decided we're just going to do it one week, and then it just kept on going for like the rest of the football season. So. Definitely with football season coming back, I'm definitely going to get into those things. And then, you know, just whatever else, just whatever else happens along the way, we'll just, you know, just we'll just have fun with it. And I love that you keep emphasizing that F word, man, fun. I don't know which word y'all thought I was about to say, but yeah, fun, man. I think that's so important because, bro, like, I, I just feel like so, especially in this day and age, man, if you're not having fun with your craft, with your job, with your interest, with your hobby, with your path, you shouldn't wake up every day just dreading it or just feeling like you have to do it. No, have fun with this. Yes, there are certain things that bills just have to get paid, right? It's due yeah. Everything of the responsibilities and everything like that. But do not drag yourself through something that you dread or that you just don't like or that's really not for you. So the fact that while so much has changed, while you've had to adapt, adjust, adopt to so much, at the end of the day, that fun still just keeps going. It still just keeps happening. So at this stage in the game, Mm -hmm. how do you develop your content? Like, are you somebody like I think about the Woges who are probably always on their phone? They always something they always been doing. I've been watching it weekly is they've been releasing Shams screen time. His screen time is absurd right now. So like, (laughs) where are you getting your are you do you just have trusted and vetted places and resources that you just get your information from? Is your phone always going off? Do you just have notifications everywhere? What does that really look like for you for? Because I know, too, that can be something that I tell people all the time. If you're on my IG live or if you just know me listening to this, you can attest to this. I keep my phone on. Do not disturb a lot just because like. Right. People, people try to be funny. Oh, Mr. Pot. No, it's, it's really not a popularity thing, but it's just between emails, between notifications mm-hmm. from two pages, not just one. Then between personal, then between just me. One, that I, I like to play games on my phone sometimes. Sometimes I don't want to get disturbed. Right. right. But it's a lot happening. It's a lot coming. A lot of notifications, an app for this, app for that. Sometimes my Amber Alerts are going off. Florida is crazy. Something always going on down here. So for you personally, how do you really keep everything in front of you? How do you keep everything together? And how do you ultimately get your content to be able to cure? rated and put it out yeah no for me it's definitely like you said you're definitely checking the twitters right you know especially when it's certain during times of the year right when we're talking nba free agency nfl free agency trade deadlines nba even baseball trade deadline which is coming up you know which you know which we you know always focus on you know you're always you're always you know checking you're checking your phone you're checking twitter you're doing those things um even with, I would say you're checking Twitter a ton, but even I do it the old school way, right? I have my like list of sets that my list of sites that I go through. So realgm.com, you know, uh, Roto World, which is like changed like three different names. I definitely check Roto World because if you want like your news and just short blurbs of player headlines, like you'll definitely get it there. So I'm talking like Roto World, um, 
hoops rumors, MLB trade rumors, pro football rumors, NFL trade rumors. So, like, I have, like, this Rolodex of sites that, like, I always check through. Like, okay, let's see what them talking about. Because, again, and I even see it with those sites, right? It's so hard to keep up with the constant, like, information flow because you can't get everything. It doesn't matter who you are. Like, you can't get everything. You can't catch everything. So, for me, that's where I, like, try to, like, in addition to Twitter, like I always like to check those sites just to see what everybody's talking about. The NFL.coms, the MLB.coms as well. Um, and even, you know, with me working at, you know, Sporting News, uh, learning more about Google Trends and seeing like, OK, like what's trending like on Google? Like what are the top like 20 or so trending things? And, you know, learning how to read that a little bit more, you know, typing in like, oh, LeBron is trending or Jalen Hurts is trending after a big game. Like, what is everybody talking about? And, like, using, like, those trends to kind of help, like, curate, like, different stories outside of just the baseline of, like, somebody got signed or somebody got traded. Like, taking it a step further. Like, who, what, when, where? Like, why did it get traded? Or, like, how does this affect the team? Or, like, doing things like that. So, using Twitter, using those sites, and then, obviously, looking at Google Trends to kind of see what, you know, the Internet is searching for, the algorithm is pulling is pulling up is those are the things that I kind of, you know, look through and uh, search through. I know a couple of my boys going to be rewinding that part. They're going to, they need to add to their Rolodex too, because you just said a couple of sites I ain't heard of. So I'm going to have to, yeah, I'm going to have to just the same. I love that. But no, you're, you're absolutely right. It's so much happening. so much going on that some, you're not going to catch everything. Even the people who we're getting the news from, they're not catching everything. Right. The trending part. I, I will definitely say that, yeah, if you do some clicking arounds or if you just have your trusted and your vetted, I think that will make your job a lot more easier. OK, to shift over a little bit, because I'm very jealous of this next part. And I I, I hate that um, Florida cannot stand sports betting. And I hate that. I feel like it was illegal for like two weeks when I was down here. And now all of a sudden, <laughs> we have to take alternate routes here. I'm not about to put those on the podcast, but we have to make some things happen. But for what you guys do, for your involvement outside of Total Sports, with Total Sports, do does Total Sports at all really get involved with sports betting? Is that something that you do kind of to the side? Is that something that y'all are, um, is that like a different type of avenue or niche? What is really your involvement or even Total Sports involvement when it comes to just betting itself, if at all? Uh, Total Sports Live with betting, we don't do it a ton because obviously that's more so me just because not, cause not everybody everybody understands it but not everybody really like have the care for it like i'll be like i'll do and how i look at how i look at those things so for me uh like my betting stuff is really like predominant my betting stuff is predominantly really at sporting news where i'm a content producer there so i do like a lot of sports betting stuff so whatever's in the flow you know of whatever the season is i'm writing you know previews and picks and futures and futures bets and all those things and even at ftn where i'm at where i do some side work too you know ftnbets.com where i you know break down you know college football and previews and all those things give out you know giving out picks and things like that so for me that's kind of where the sports you know for me the sports betting lane is at like trust me i do wish you know i could you know take some time out of my day to be like all right let me throw a little betting stuff here and i have i mean last year i think last year i did um last year i did a uh what was that game celebration bowl i did a celebration bowl betting preview because i was like again no i i looked it up on google i'm like nobody's not really talking about this and i'm it's a big game man we got north carolina central we got jackson state we got Dion shador like trying to win their first one second year i was like yo i gotta put something on and write something about it even if even if only gets like one click or one view or one share like it don't matter because like for me that was intriguing and i was like nobody else is talking about it and i'm pretty sure there's somebody's betting on it like not everybody's betting on just the nfl nba like there's so many things to bet on in sports. Like it's kind of ridiculous and it kind of can like have your head spinning a little bit, but yeah, that's kind of where I do like a lot of my sports betting stuff, you know, sport news, which is full time and, you know, doing some stuff over at FTN and then just personally, just, you know, having my own set of like sites and stuff that I go to, to like run my numbers to make sure I'm picking the right props and all those good things. Man, okay, I like that. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to tap in with y'all boys because as as DJ, I was definitely uh, I was BSing on the best, but it was look, man, we we gotta go through hoops and hurdles out here just to just to get. Well, Florida, Florida, y'all actually got it good a little bit. Actually, y'all got y'all, y'all got the prize picks and the underdog fantasy. Oh well, yeah, yeah I, I don't well, even man, have. Yeah. I don't even have that. Like, I wish I had that. 
I'm not gonna lie, prize picks, prize picks is fire. Though. I, I would definitely, I, as much as I'll down this a little bit, prize picks is most definitely fire. So, depending on how you answer this next question, I may have to end the interview abruptly and just cut you off. I may just let it play through. So, I'm gonna just preface it with that and please just answer wisely. So, NFC East, I'm a Giants fan, you're an Eagles fan. Give me the uh, give me the prediction for the year. What's the what's the standings going to look like? What's the standings going to look like? I mean, if we want to be just out of just out of if curiosity, we, if we, we want to be if we want to be honest, I feel like the NFC East is probably one of the best divisions in the NFL, like bar none. Like even out of the Commanders, I feel like the Commanders are going to be good this year. Eric Bieniemy is now the OC there, an assistant head coach. I think he's going to take that offense to new heights. You know, regardless. If it's Jacoby Brissett or Sam Hall at quarterback, like they gonna be, they gonna be scary with those weapons that they got, man. I mean, Dallas is always gonna be there. Like I think, really, like obviously, I think Washington is gonna be four, but like one, two, three can go in like a whole like range of like just what could happen, right? Like I'm gonna put I'm gonna put New York at three. And it's not because, and it's not because I don't like New York, right? I like defensively. I think Wink Martindale, yo, man, Wink Martindale has has those guys playing. Like you play against that Giants defense, like you're gonna be getting the whole kitchen thing, kitchen sink thrown at them. Like you're talking, you got Dexter Lawrence on the front line, you got Leonard Williams, you got Kayvon Thibodeau, who a lot of people I think was down on his rookie year beginning, but that second half. He turned up and really played that Washington game last season on Sunday night. He he reminded everybody why he was like a top five pick. So I'm gonna put I'm gonna put I'm going to put New York at three only because of the Daniel Jones factor. I don't know what Danny Dimes is going to see. If Danny Dimes can continue, and I don't even like calling him Danny Dimes, if Daniel Jones can elevate and be more of a playmaker in the passing game, because we know he can do it on the ground. Like we saw him. Especially in the playoff game against the Vikings. I don't think none of us saw that happening, but he did it. Like if he can continue to take that next step, next step and level and growth, then I think the Giants could be Giants could be something to mess with. I think even at three, the Giants could sneak in again as like a wild card team. Number two, number two, I'm going to say number two, I'm gonna say Dallas. I'm gonna give it to Dallas. Again, Dallas is just gonna be. We know they got defensively, you know, all three levels they stack is going to be what can they do offensively? Like, can can Dak Prescott not have those turnovers? Because last season, I feel like he was throwing an interception a game. <laughs> it, was a, it was an interception a game <laughs> he was throwing. So I want to see how they do. Obviously, wide receiver, they upgraded. You know, they finally got a number two because they didn't want to say it out loud. But they definitely missed Amari Cooper last year. Like, they didn't want to say it, but it was noticeable. So you add a Brad, uh, Brandon Cooks with CD and, you know, hopefully Jalen Tur- Tolbert. They got Gallup still. Kevontae Turpin, like, hopefully if Dak plays turnover free football and limits those mistakes, they should be okay. Running game, I'm a little concerned, though, because there's no Zeke. They got Tony Pollard. I like Tony Pollard. If you had Tony Pollard in fantasy, you would cook it. Like, Tony Pollard, Tony Pollard was good, but... I don't know. And number one, I'm going to put the Eagles, not even on no bias thing, just because they are the defending champions. And again, I'm saying the Eagles won, but we know in this division, you know in this division, it's hard for the last year's team to end up and repeat as division champions because it's so tight. For the Eagles, it's just going to be, can you continue to stay healthy? And, you know, what can you do? What can you do to build off of last year's, you know, last season, you know, shocking just performance all season because nobody i think expected the eagles to take that leap i think it was more so they exceeded expectations like i personally had the eagles last year as yeah it'll be a playoff team they'll get to you know the divisional round you know they'll be there i don't think they're going to be nfc title bound obviously they proved all of us wrong and got there and got to the super bowl so they opened up that window early and as long as you have jalen hurts you know and he he continues to have you know if you have another mvp season then eagles could be one but like i said man one two three literally i could see a scenario where every team is like one game behind each other like i think it's gonna be that i think it's gonna be that close because all of these teams are good and they all have very good head coaches and coordinators 
Hey man, can can y'all tell can y'all tell he likes sports? That was that was very thorough. I like I'm not gonna lie, like even as a as a Giants fan, I'm I'm I, I hear you just because one I watched last year and I think last year was so indicative of just what our division is. It is the most I used to tell people all the time, like because the Giants were going through quite a spell, but we are the most competitive division against each other. Like we could have a terrible season. Meaning we, we lose every outside the conference game. But when the Giants play Eagles yep. or Cowboys or Commanders, whenever you see any of those division matchups, yo, those are some of the most entertaining games you'll ever watch. And I think last year really showed we were neck and neck at the mm. division trying to figure out who was losing on who, who was going to yep. take the wild card, who was going to do this, who was going to do that. So, and I think, too, the biggest thing about your analysis, I think it just bars health. I agree with you, honestly, through and through. And I think it's just it, it's a long yep. season now. And I think it really just depends on the health. But on paper, no, the Eagles, man, I was I've been hearing it from all my boys. The Eagles are stacked. And I hate to really <laughs> say that. I may have to edit that part out. Yeah, we may just have to skip over that part. But the Eagles are stacked, bro. And it's just like, you know, to hear that, even like you said, the Dallas is just gonna be Dallas. And it really does depend on that offense because I think the defense is there. New York, yeah, I, I think our defense is is solidified. I'm not really I was never really a fan of Daniel Jones. I'm not really a fan of Duke football in general. So that's just different for me. But I, I'm gonna take what it is, and the Commanders, man. I just, I always just put them at the bottom because I feel like they start so well. They have so much talent. They have so much just potential. And each year, something just happens. One injury yeah. here, one injury there. Controversy, coaches, the back office. It's just too much with them. So, all right, we don't have to cut the interview. We don't got to end it. We don't got to stop it. I, I, I'm in agreement, y'all. We, we will see one, two, three, four. We, we got it mapped up. So we're gonna follow up at the end of the season. We're gonna see what's kind of going on. All right, now. I'm hearing that Total Sports does a lot. I'm hearing that you do a lot. I'm hearing that even, too, with for what you guys do, you're always looking for things that are unorthodox or you're kind of thinking about mm-hmm. what's next or what's going to happen or what's coming back or anything like that. For people tapping in, for people out there, for people kind of coming across this episode, coming across the website, coming across anything, is there any way directly for people to get involved, for people to kind of help out? What if somebody said, hey, I'm really trying. What if maybe we have some high schoolers listening or maybe some people early on in college or maybe some people out of college just looking for different experience or just different things? What would it, if anything, are there any opportunities within Total Sports? Are there any ways for people to help out, get involved, submit feedback? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like There's always ways for people to f- submit feedback or even if they want to, you know, contribute on the website. Um, there's Obviously, you can follow us on Twitter at Total Sports Live. And even you can reach out to me at Jovan10. I'm pretty, you know, reachable on Twitter that you can, you know, shoot a DM or hit a tweet, you know, saying you want to reach out. And I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure there's a contact page on the website on totalsportslive.com where people can, you know, tap tap in and, you know, check in, you know, if they want to leave feedback or, you know, pitch an idea or like I say, even want to, you know, contribute some things here and there. Right. If you want to write write a quick piece, you know, that's fine with me. Like I'm all I'm all, you know, open. Like I said, I'm not one of the more stickler people when it comes to like, I want this idea. I want that idea. Like whatever, like you want to talk about as long as it's not nothing too crazy, like out of pocket. Like if you're not out of pocket, then then you good. Hey, that's fair. That's very fair. Y'all. So look, all, all my people in the area near, but I know I got a lot of Philly fanatics on this podcast. So don't act like I'm crazy. All that, all that rah 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 that you give me throughout the year. Let's put the energy in the total sports live. Let's really take this thing to the next best thing. But ultimately, I feel like the biggest thing here, like he's been saying, like I've been saying, we, we want to just have fun with this. So before we, I know you kind of gave the Twitter the information like that, but I always end the episode with everybody kind of just giving everything. Before we do that, do you feel like there's anything here that we haven't touched on? Even any last words that you may want to leave for other business owners, entrepreneurs out there, people trying to immerse and break have that breakthrough in the media and the sports industry anything that you want to leave um i think i would you know i would tell people you know even though the sports media industry sometimes look very grim or even just the news industry journalism industry looks a lot of grim a lot of times with layoffs and you know ai getting involved in writing stories like don't let that discourage you from what you want to do um always 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 look to create always look to create always look to create for self right always have that platform where you want to you know do something if that you know if you want to write right nobody says you have to start a website because that's hard right that's really hard work but 
you know, we have other great avenues and platforms, you know, which, you know, one of my friends, Harrison, who like does stuff, he wrote stuff on the site and, you know, helps out with the podcast. He, you know, branched out, started his own newsletter. Like we're seeing like a rise in newsletter. So if you don't, if, if you want to, you know, get out there and write, you know, you know, like I said, you have to start your own website, but hey, maybe you want to start your own newsletter and kind of grow your own following, grow your, you know, own brand. So you can do that. You know, if you're into audio and video, you know, podcasting, you know, YouTube, like there's, that's like such like, I think the greatest things like about the time that we're in, like granted, there's a lot of, you know, BS and social media, all different types of apps out there, but we live in a time where like, if you're coming out of school, I feel like there's so much at your fingertips that you can do to, you know, help create and enhance like your own brand to the point where it's like, all right, like I didn't get this internship, but like I'm not going to let that stop me from doing what I want to do because I can still find a way to go out and do it. And it's all again, it's all about again, it's just all about having fun. Like when you don't and I tell and I tell people all the time that do things, you know, have their own stuff. I always tell them, like, if you if you're not having fun at the end of the day, then like, why are you doing it? Like. If you're not having fun, it then if you're not having fun, it starts becoming a job on the top of you already if on the top of you already having a full time job, then you're not doing it right. So for me, it's just always look to create, always look to create, have fun, have fun with it, and just create. Like I said, there's so many different platforms out here where you can just do whatever. Like you can, it's easy to start a YouTube page, right? It's you know to create a video, to start a podcast, right? We got so many different options. We didn't have the, back when I was doing podcasts and back in 2010, like it was out here calling on Block Talk Radio. You had to like dial the phone number to do it. Now we have, you know, the Zencasters and the StreamYards and like so many things now where you can do it and you can buy a mic and do all these things. So for me, it's like I said, it's just about having fun and just and just go out there and create because you just never know who's watching and you never know how that might help you to your next goal and your next opportunity. And he's living it, y'all. He's, he's really a testament to everything that he's just said from the time this interview started until now, from starting something and not really knowing what's going to come of it, but starting something and ultimately making sure that every day, every hour, every post, every person we're going to have fun with this and we're going to move. And as you can see now, this really turned into an in-house operation and now it's going to become a household name. So Javon, man, I, I thank you, bro. I, obviously I got to give another <laughs> shout out to DJ man for connecting us, but it's crazy that we were low key already right. connected and didn't even really realize it. A matter of a puzzle piece in coming. So, but it also really just goes to show you just how small the world really is and just how, even though it seems expansive, sports media, it all really comes yeah. down to the same thing. There's a lot of just different, there's a lot of different sites, a lot of things to add to that Rolodex. So, no, we will definitely, I'm, I'm sure that even after this episode, I'm going to have some people tapping, I'm going to have some people reaching out. I'm going to be reaching out because, like I said, I need to I need to figure out what we what we doing, what we got going on. The season is upcoming. Football is near. I'm very excited for it, but I love to see everything that you're doing. I love the unorthodox approach that you take towards the content creation and just putting things out there for people. And I think that that definitely is inspiring to others. It's inspiring to people who feel like they have to have the next best thing or feel like if they don't have that top headline, yeah, then it's, it's over. No, you, you talk about something that nobody had an idea about. And if it gets two shares, oh, well, if, did you have fun <laughs> exactly. with it? Did you like that? Exactly. Did you agree with it? And that's all that matters at the end of the day. That passion is undeniable. So to everybody out there who continuously taps in, we appreciate you. We love y'all. This has been another episode of the Down to Business podcast here with Tamar Turner.